0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 <inaudible> minutes, eternal impact. Welcome the to Text Talk. Hello, Andrew. Hello there, Edwin.
1: Listen, today is the day I've been waiting for this week, today's conversation. We're, we're digging now, now four layers deep on Psalm 29, and I think it's going to be. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. How about you read? What translation are you reading from over there? I
0: think I've got the uh, New Century version here. All right. Psalm 29, A Song of David. Praise the Lord, you angels. Praise the Lord's glory and power. Praise the Lord for the glory of his name. Worship the Lord because he is holy. The Lord's voice is heard over the sea. The glorious God thunders. The Lord thunders over the great ocean. The Lord's voice is powerful. The Lord's voice is majestic. The Lord's voice breaks the trees. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes the land of Lebanon dance like a calf. He makes Mount Hermon jump like a baby bull. The Lord's voice makes the lightning flash. The Lord's voice shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The Lord's voice shakes the oaks. The leaves fall off the trees. In his temple, everyone says, glory to God. The Lord controls the flood. The Lord will be king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace.
1: Fascinating. So I did pick up on one thing that which I'll just... Talk about just as a kind of a brief thing before we get into what I really want to talk about today. I noticed that in uh, verse 9, read that again there. What's verse 9 say, the first line? Sure. The Lord's voice shakes the oaks. Mm -hmm. So all the other translations have been talking about the deer giving birth there. Mm -hmm. So apparently, again, I don't know any Hebrew at all. I'm just basing this on what I've read in commentaries as we were preparing for these conversations. Apparently, uh, if you pointed it a little bit differently, if you put some different vowels on it, or maybe if you changed a letter, it mm-hmm. becomes oak instead of this thing about the deer. What I found interesting is in, in another commentary, they were talking about the the one where it says it strips the forest bare. Uh-huh. There are some others that say that, oh, if you change the word a little bit, it talks about goats giving birth. <laughs> and so it's it's like you've got this... Um, a couplet, uh,
0: I guess, that yeah, can kind it's, of it's, flip either way.
1: And it is interesting. However, I, I think probably, at least from the the weight of what i read again not knowing any hebrew myself the weight of what i've read says that what we have in these main translations esv new king james is really the way it is it does Probably the, the first deer. one talks about the deer being sent into premature labor and the second line talks about forests being stripped bare it's just that it's that idea of of just the fearsome nature of the voice of the lord mm. And that causes everyone in the temple to cry out, "Glory!"
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's a it's a powerful, amazing thing. I want to talk about a fourth layer. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say we've been talking uh, about the
0: response to the voice of the Lord a lot. You know, these conversations talked yesterday about the Israelites committing at Sinai, "We will do it. We will do it." It's interesting here in this psalm, the response to the voice of the Lord is worship. Yeah, glory is ascribing glory to him and glorifying him. And so there, there's another response. You can't help but respond
1: that way to his voice. Yeah. The poem starts with ascribe to the Lord glory, ascribe to the Lord right. glory, ascribe to the Lord glory. And then you've got this storm and it says, you know what it causes everybody in the temple of the Lord to do? Mm-hmm. Glory. glory. Yeah. Ascribe, ascribe glory. Glory. You can't help but worship when you truly appreciate the power of Of the Lord. And this picture of the storm gives us a taste, a taste, a sliver. Mm -hmm. Yep. Not even the fullness of the power of God, but it gives us a taste, causes us to realize why we need to bow before Him and worship Him, giving Him the glory and the honor and the praise. We've hit several levels in this psalm. We started the first level on Monday as we just talked about the story of the storm from Mediterranean to Mount Hermon Mm -hmm. across Israel down to the south in Kadesh. Then on Tuesday, we talked about a second layer as this picture of the voice of the Lord over, brings waters to, over waters particularly brings us back to creation yep and what happened in genesis regarding the voice of the lord and the reminder this psalm gives us we talked about a third layer yesterday of the voice of the lord over the waters this time at the red sea mm-hmm. and then going to the mountain yeah where it shook the mountain and there was flashing fire just like we find here and that's of course talking about from red sea to sinai, sinai. and following again the voice of the lord and the commitment to keeping the voice of the lord now there's a fourth layer as we as we Pull all of this together, I think there's something really powerful. I'm going to maybe let the cat out of the bag a little bit, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of get to the end and then go back and get us there. I think it's fascinating in verse 10, the Lord sits enthroned over the flood. Mm-hmm. The Lord sits enthroned as King forever. This word translated flood is used 13 times in the Old Testament. Okay. Once here in the Psalms, mm-hmm and 12 times from Genesis chapter 6 to chapter 11.
0: I think I might know what flood this is in
1: reference to. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't think we should overlook that. There's something about the fact that the only other time this word for flood is used is from Genesis 6 to 11. We've been reading the story of a storm. Now we find out which storm we're actually reading about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, and really... To see this emphasis upon the connection of his voice and the waters, it would be weird if we didn't get to the flood here. No
1: kidding. <laughs> and then the fact that he picks Mount Hermon or Syrian as the mountain he's talking about, which is the highest mountain mm-hmm. in the region, in the region, as the waters of the flood covered the mountains. Yeah. So we're, it's it's a it's a really powerful thing. Okay, why does that even matter? So here we get to how this psalm fits in the series we've been looking at. And I, I, right now I'm convinced. I, maybe when I get to Psalm 30 and study it some more, I'll see it as a part of the series. But I think we've got the capstone. I think we've hit the conclusion, the afterward of our series from Psalm 23 to Psalm 29. Okay. And rather than walking through all uh, seven of the psalms, let me just back up and remember that what we've seen David struggling with is his fear that he is going to get swept Away with the wicked. Mm -hmm. He is going to get this because of his sins, because of his sins, that God, rather than remembering him according to his steadfast according to God's steadfast love, according to God's faithfulness, according to God's covenant, that he is going to get dragged off Mm -hmm. with the wicked. Right. Is there a story in the Bible that helps us recognize God's ability to preserve his faithful ones? while judging the wicked that is there a story that demonstrates that more than the story of the flood that is the one you know i remind you that whole psalm where we struggled with david saying he walked in integrity Mm -hmm. and that he would then walk in integrity it's the same word that describes Noah as being blameless. Okay. So now we've got this, this picture. What we've got with David is this, this story where we finally get to this climax. It's amazing. And we've got a story about a storm. And what did God use the storm to do? He used the storm to sweep away the wicked, mm-hmm. to judge the sinful, bloodthirsty man. But he used the storm to save and preserve mm-hmm. his, faithful, his faithful, Noah noah's sons their wives and and this is the capstone of this series where david has been working on this who gets to dwell on the mountain of the lord and here he is channeling noah to use phrasing that we used a few weeks ago he's channeling noah he's this is this is the story god knows how to deliver his people from bondage he knows how to deliver his people even though he's going to judge others. So the great storm comes, and when it does, it
0: washes away the wicked and the evil, drags them off, but preserves at the same time his people, the saved. i got to tell you, that makes me think of the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 7, when the Lord calls a wise builder and a foolish builder, and what is the great test. The rains
1: come, the winds come, the yes. floodwaters rise and tests. Oh, I am convinced that I, for for a long time, misread that story. Mm. I, I, I know that it, it can apply to the storms of life. That's how I read it. The, the, the wise builder, he's going to build on Jesus. And so when the storms of life come, everything's going to yeah. be okay. But the foolish builder will not be able to survive the storms of life. And no doubt there's an application there. But wow! In the Bible story, whenever you're having this picture of judgment and people building things, and some of them live and some of them don't, and it's in the middle of a rain and rain and 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 waves, yeah, the (laughs) waters rise. Yeah, of course we're supposed to think about Noah. It's a judgment from God. It's yes, it's talking about judgment. The wise Mm -hmm. will live through the judgment Mm -hmm. because they have built on the the rock. rock. And the foolish will not because they haven't.
0: They have trusted in the works of their own hands instead of paying attention
1: to the works of God's hands. (laughs) No kidding. Okay, so it made me think of 2nd Peter chapter 2, for if God this is verse 4, if God didn't spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness with seven others when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly, if by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes he condemned them to extinction, making them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly, and if he rescued righteous Lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked for as that righteous man lived among them day after day he was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard then the lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment and especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority Mm. i mean these psalms that we've been reading are the psalmic poetic version of that passage Mm
0: -hmm. absolutely
1: and there's comfort Oh, yeah. Because if I belong to the Lord, he knows it. Mm-hmm. I don't get swept away. He knows how to build the ark for me. He knows how to get me out of the city. He knows how to protect and preserve me. But he also knows how to judge the ungodly. He knows how to do both. Reminds me of the parable of the wheat and the tares. Oh, okay. Where the, in the parable, he said, well, look, we're just going to allow these to continue yeah, grow on together. together. Because what's the fear? If we do something about it right now then we will uproot some of the wheat Wheat. with the tares. But at the end of this whole thing, we'll be able to make the distinction and the division. The Lord knows who the wheat Mm -hmm. are. The Lord knows who the tares are. Mm -hmm. The Lord knows his, the Lord knows how to divide and make a distinction. And he will, he will. Mm -hmm. And so we go back to the previous Psalms. If we we ever feel like it's not happening, wait for the Lord, wait Mm -hmm. for the Lord. The Lord knows how to make the distinction. So we've had this wonderful buildup. And now this amazing Psalm that really is all about God knows how to make a distinction. Mm -hmm. This is David's victory song. We said last week that maybe the last two verses of Psalm 28, but I think we move into Psalm 29. It's David's victory song. I'm going to exalt. I'm going to extol. I'm going to magnify. I'm going to glorify the God who has heard me when I have asked. Don't sweep me away with the wicked. And God heard him and he didn't. And look at the blessing
0: after coming through the storm. In verse 11, the Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. We've come through the storm and now there is the peace.
1: And now we've got the calm after the storm. I want to talk about that tomorrow.
0: Excellent. Let's talk about that tomorrow. That sounds great. We're so glad that you joined us for Text Talk today. What are you learning from the Psalms? Please share with us. Send us an email text talk at christiansmeethere.org, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. We're going to close out with a word of prayer. Edwin, won't you lead us?
1: Holy God, thank you. Thank you for just being who you are. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for being the God that knows the difference. Thank you, Lord, because I understand that the difference between those who are with you and those who are not, it's really not because of us. It's not that we're awesome. It's not that we've done anything special or amazing. Lord, it's because of you, and we give regard to you and to the work of your hands and to the plan that you have accomplished. Help us to get the message of that regard out to everyone we can, because, Lord, just like you, we don't want them to be punished. We don't want them to be driven away. We want them to be drawn in along with you, and yet, Lord, we understand if a person refuses to give regard to you, that is the worst travesty in history. And we know that judgment will have to happen. We love you, Lord God. Thank you for loving us first. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutes, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at ChristiansMeetHere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.
0: Praise the Lord, you angels. (laughs) Praise.